are listening to Cars of Carlisle podcast, episode 28. This is our interview with Joseph Hawkins, a local drift racer. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Each week, Darren and Holly bring you topics from car shows to racing to personal stories about local car nuts. Last weekend, Darren and Scott drove about two hours north to the Hazleton area to spend the afternoon at Evergreen Raceway Park in Drums, Pennsylvania. While there, they got to experience the slaying of tires, the drifting, and the navigation of the L and Oval tracks. It was a total blast and a lot of tire smoking. So let's get revved up. Hello, Cubers. Welcome back to Cars of Carlisle. This is episode 28, and we are coming at you all about drifting this week. In the studio with me tonight is Scott, our director of social media, and uh, he actually went along with me on Sunday. Scott, would you have a good time? Hello, everybody again. Yeah, it was a great time. Great day. Yeah, we had we ended up staying longer than we even thought we could or should, and it was we kept running around trying to catch things at the L track, the oval track. Everybody was so friendly. Uh, it was it was a total total great time. In fact, uh, Scott ran over to the L track just as we got in. We got our bands and uh, so we could come into the grounds. And he actually recorded a, a pretty heavily modified Nissan 370Z doing an early lap on the L track. And this is uh, here's a little taste of what we got to enjoy, at least by audio. That is. <laughs> And as you heard at the top of the show, Joseph Hawkins was such a consummate host to invite us up to Evergreen Speedway, where we spent Sunday afternoon. But in that, we paid uh, extra $5 so we could do ride-alongs. And I think I had three rounds or three laps on the L-shaped track with Joseph. Uh, Scott, actually, uh, you brought your motorcycle helmet. We, I borrowed that. And you can hear this next snippet of interview. I'm in the car in uh, the BMW with Joseph. He has his helmet off, just getting some air, and I kept mine on because I'm also in the four-point harness, and I didn't want to mess with that and the GoPro that you'll see on Instagram and Facebook. So <laughs> bear with me because you'll hear clear as a bell Joseph talking with all the ambient noise at the track around, and then you're going to hear me talking like this through the padding of the, <laughs> of the uh, helmet. So pardon the muffling. That's me with my race helmet on in the car. So let's go to that now. An event somewhere. So you, if you if you wanted to go every weekend, there would be somewhere as long as you're willing to drive to it yeah. that you could go. Um, Evergreen is about once a month usually. Um, the, the schedule comes out in the spring, and then you just sort of pick which which events you want to go to and which ones you don't. I pretty much stay here because this is you know. All my friends that got me into it are the Sinister guys. This is your crew. Right. So they're, they're the ones that, that sort of pushed me into it. And, and since I'm still learning, it's like kind of home. Yeah. I went to I went to a Ready Set Drift at Pocono, and that was a lot of fun. But it's a lot more people there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then there's actually in Carlisle, there's uh, the important performance, or whatever it is. That's, uh, so all these guys usually come down for that. So like this spring, we were all there for the like three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that one's. Did you run that one? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, like my second event I think I went to. Ever. I was there that day, so okay. yeah, cool. Yeah, I would have been here with the Cardian Blue and everything. Yeah, nice. Well, there I should say. And I think they mentioned about the garage fire then. Yeah, probably. It was yeah. I was I actually I bought this car the same day the garage fire happened. Oh. I was up in Scranton picking it up. And then I caught, they, they were like, yeah, like I was supposed to meet them. And I, I was there like the day it happened. And I'm just really happy that they didn't like get them down and they just kept going. It's, yeah. it's kind of hilarious to see the burnt cars on the it, track. It is, it is. It's, uh, it's like cannot be defeated. No, those, those cars are pretty, pretty indestructible. Cause, <laughs> yeah, I mean that Fox, it's the same engine that it had when, it, when he bought it. And the BMW, I think he did finally blow it up. So he's uh, he's got it parked right now. I think he has plans of fixing it up here, put okay. a new engine in, getting back on the track. But nice. It's a good time every time those cars come out because both of them will drive together on the track and they just they don't care about the cars at this point. Yeah, so right. just have fun. into each other. <laughs> have fun with it. It's all good. What has been your favorite part about drifting? Just the whole hobby itself. The community. Absolutely the community. It's, people are everything. Right. The people the people are so great. It's because it I mean like they have there are competitions, but they're usually very friendly if we do do them. Um, but just in general, because it's non competitive, like if somebody breaks their car, smashes it into a wall, I've so many times I've seen at events that people will scramble, pull parts out of random bins that they have and throw a car back together at the track get them back on the track and going again. It's just, I don't know, it's, the whole community is very, very good. That's awesome. Now, do you see yourself uh, doing this for years and years and maybe then almost being a mentor to somebody else? I, I would say so. I think the more, I mean, yeah, the more you the more you do it, the more you get into it. It's, you know, it's, it's a little rough starting out. You get frustrated with it because it, it's all about sea time and like, you know, Sometimes you'll drive for an entire day and feel like you're getting absolutely nowhere, so it can be discouraging. But yeah, I think the more you progress, the more you, the more you learn, and eventually you'll be able to start helping others. And, I mean, there have even been times where people have come to me and asked questions about setup on the car, and I've actually been able to give them some advice based off of what I, I've learned already. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of it is kind of cool like that. That is cool. Okay, so we just came out of the in-car interview. You heard a little bit about the hobby. We focused our time, obviously, with Joseph while there. Got to watch all the competitors on both the tracks, the oval and the L-shaped. Coming up next, I'm back in the car with Joseph, and we are going to do a full lap together. Just before you hear the actual in-car uh, sound effects, um, he talks a little bit about what's necessary from the modification standpoint, but you'll enjoy this. Here we go. Uh, right, so when you turn your car wheels normally, like you'll notice that like the inner wheel will turn more than your outer wheel, yeah. and that's because the turning radiuses from inner and outer are different, and so that keeps the wheels spinning the same, Okay. basically, as you make that turn. Um, when drifting, when you're sideways, you want 
like zero Ackerman angle basically means both wheels are parallel so when you turn them they both turn the exact same okay. and so that allows you to sort of walk sideways a little it's nicer. Like a crabbing. Right, okay. right, exactly. Very cool. Alright, we're getting ready to go out the track. How about that in-car sound? I had a blast. I was hooping and hollering. It felt like I was 11 years old again, uh, getting whipped around with that uh, Simpson four-point harness. Loved every minute of it, and Joseph is becoming quite the, the wheel man for a relative newcomer. In fact, he's only been in the sport just over a year, which I had a chance the next day out of the race setting. It was a much quieter setting. I had a chance to sit down, talk to him about how he got into the sport, what he enjoys most about it, and uh, what sense of community he gains from that so thank you so much uh, joseph for just letting me hang out with you guys i have to agree with you that it, the car community part of it is what's really really cool everybody was so chill and relaxed and, and you were saying that um this is follow-up to yesterday you were hanging with some friends well into the evening so mm -hmm. yeah yeah we uh you know even after everybody's done driving everybody starts loading up all their stuff so as one by one, we get our cars loaded. We'll go into the next person, help them get loaded. <laughs> right, right. The ramps were kind of wet because it was sort of raining all day. So a few cars with the welded diffs, they mm -hmm. they tend to slide when you go up the ramps. And mm -hmm. A couple of us go on each side and keep the car straight going up the ramps. <laughs> Guide it up. And that's actually a really good point for those that aren't familiar with uh, drift racing. The fact that the welded differentials, so essentially both wheels. Right. They're you know, like not doing kind of like the, the out, outer one will spin or the inner one will right. so. Yeah, so you would actually, you can slide on LSDs, but they're sort of unpredictable. They lock and unlock, and, mm. and sometimes if you're mid-slide and they decide to unlock, that can become mm -hmm. pretty, pretty scary at times. Mm -hmm. um, was there much, was the car already that set up for that when you bought it? So when I bought it, yeah, it had a... Uh, it was like a 315 welded diff in it, and I put a 391 welded diff in okay. just because, I, well, I welded the 391. I just pulled it out of the junkyard from a car. Yeah. 391, the gearing's a little nicer for for drifting, at least on the tracks that I go to. Oh, good. Um, but, yeah, yeah, you just want both wheels spinning the same. I mean, you can use, like, a mini spool. Like, I know the couple of the Mustangs, that's what they'll mm -hmm. do is use the mini spools or something rather than welded. It's just a little okay. more reliable than... Tr sure. Trusting your welds, but <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a really good test uh, how yeah. good of a welder you right. become. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, with that, in fact, I know you've been you've had uh, had the car, the, the Beamer, just about a year. Mm -hmm. um, we were just talking about your truck. You want to talk a little bit about how kind of the need came to be? Where all right, so now I need to get it to and from the track. So. Right, right. So yeah, with drifting, usually. The big thing for people is if you drive your car to the track, then you're going to be afraid to drive it too hard or break it. Mm -hmm. So you usually have to have a tow rig or something. Um, so we, my dad has a construction company, so I'd borrow the trailer, borrow the truck every time I needed to go out. Mm -hmm. and 
kind of becomes a pain he's trying to line it up with him mm-hmm. and uh, no I, don't, I kind of want my truck this weekend so then you got to start borrowing trucks trucks mm-hmm. from other people or rent stuff and so it came up my my neighbor actually had a it's a dovetail uh ramp truck nice for sale it's super duty you tell me right? super duty yeah it's a it's an f super duty basically like a f450 f550 it's kind of they all look like the it's it's a 97 so they all sort of look the same but and now you don't have to work, look in your rearview mirror and watch your, you know, your trailer tra- you know, swaying right stuff, exactly so, so you, it's, it's real simple you just pull the car right up on it has a yeah. wrench on the bed if the car breaks yeah. just run it up the tie downs are all on the bed you just crank it down quick and it's, it's as quick got, as it gets yeah and it's got side boxes on it so you mm-hmm. throw all your tools there perfect i built a tire rack for all the extra yeah tires, that, i was gonna so. say that was pretty handy on your part yeah for sure now i know that um we had some in-car interviews and some things but what got you into drift racing so it's really just my friends okay um, so like aj the one i talked about a little yep. bit in the burnt fox body yeah um, we met in college and he was really into it. He invited me out to the track a few times. Mm-hmm. He graduated a year before me, so he got out, bought the Fox body, started getting more and more into it. Mm-hmm. I'd come out and hang out at the tracks, and cool. then I finally graduated, found a car. I was like, yep, I'm getting into it. So you were, you were like full <laughs> on. That's, <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and you've been doing it for about just over a year now, I guess. Yeah, right? I think I bought the car probably, I think, late August or so okay. last year, and I think... There was a there's a private track in State College that okay. a couple of EAJ and a few others from Sinister went and met a few other people there and nice. it was like the the first trial run for me to see see what it does go out <laughs> and, you know there was a lot of me spinning out going off the track but it's kind of what it's about you got to learn there was I learned really quick what what I needed to change on the car mm-hmm. what I didn't like about the car and so that was an opportunity for me then all winter I was able to mm-hmm. change all the things I didn't like and mm-hmm. fix the things I thought needed fixed. And then, well your driving school impressed me in fact my favorite I think I did three runs with you mm-hmm. yesterday my very favorite was the one where we did the chase. Yeah when we did the tandem with AJ. And if you want to see that go out uh, we'll try and get that on Facebook and Instagram for sure and then maybe even on the uh, YouTube channel but that is a great video where you see uh, my wheel man here Joseph <laughs> just cranking it and we were we were chasing down that fox buddy it was really cool. Uh, Obviously, the community part. That's part of what Cars of Car Allow podcast. Even in the tagline, we say car community, car culture. Mm-hmm. Without the people, it's, it, they're just objects and things. It's, it's really what makes it. And I was really glad to hear how this is your, this is your, this is your group of people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a wonderful group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's always crazy because, you, you know, at least sometimes with racing, you get into, uh, you know, disputes over you know I did this I won mm-hmm. that or mm-hmm. somebody bumped into me whatever with drifting that's half the fun is running into your friends <laughs> right <laughs> just a little rubbing right. <laughs> like I'm still here <laughs> and, I mean even the track owners they've told us before they always love our events because that we don't give them any problems there's no fights there's not like there's none of that it's mm-hmm. everybody's just there to have fun if somebody's new they're struggling mm-hmm. you could almost count on it that somebody will give them the advice they need or wow. you know they, they want somebody to hop in the car with them I that's mean, that, really cool a lot of the guys did that with me especially when i was early on i was you know you don't have a lot of confidence in what you're doing you're not sure of what you're doing mm-hmm. you're not sure which lines to take sure and so they'll just sit in the passenger seats <laughs> they'll, they'll they'll friendly yell at you <laughs> 
you go in the nicest way possible. Right, right. They'll they'll, they'll scream at you faster, faster. <laughs> what are you doing? The throttle. Yeah. What are you counter doing? Counter steer, counter steer. <laughs> but it makes you learn. It makes you learn real fast. Sure. sure. But it's it's that's the cool thing about it is they're all there just to have fun and they they're there to they want to see you progress and grow. Right. As well. It's so camaraderie. It's, right. And you've obviously uh, been really good at, at wrenching and what you haven't known before you've learned and picked right. up through this community I imagine oh yeah absolutely I mean any anytime you run into something new on a car or something I haven't worked on before it's mm-hmm. it's easy to catch one of those I mean for the most part a lot of the cars are similar makes and models mm-hmm. like you see you'll see a lot of Nissans a lot of BMWs mm-hmm. um, some Toyotas what even some old some old Volvos so yeah depending on which chassis you decide you want to try to run with there's there's usually always a couple of guys at the track that are more than happy to answer any questions you have about it. That's really cool. Well, and you are an engineer by trade, by right. um, as, as a day job, so obviously you're able to look at things and figure out, well, maybe there's a better way of doing this, or maybe if I right. mount this or weld this or oh, yeah, reinforce this. And... Right, and that's that's happened to my car a few times. Okay. Like the, uh, I mean, that's it's kind of a known issue in the BMWs that the uh, rear subframe mounting points tear out. The shock mounting points tear out, so that's one of the things I had to do is make reinforcement plates for all of that, weld them in. And mm-hmm. Even on the front, you have to do the same stuff. It's things you, uh, you know, like the fabrication skills. They sort of just come along with the territory. Sure. You, sure. If you don't know how to do it, you'll you'll pick it up really quickly because <laughs> right. it's almost a necessity. And what's the worst? You make a mistake, you right. buy buy another salvage part and we'll try oh, again. Absolutely. So. I mean, the the car is like generally there. Some people do drive them. But for the most part, they're pretty much track-only cars. Built, so yeah. that's all right. That's what it's about. So if you bust it off or ruin something on it, it's <laughs> no hard feelings. <laughs> um, what do you think for those that don't really know anything about drift racing? What is perhaps the best kept secret about this hobby, this this niche? Well, I think I mean yeah. The I people, think I think for sure, right? Yeah, definitely the people. Um, if you can. Uh, if you can get to like smaller events like Evergreen, um, one of the best things about it is it's dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. It's dirt cheap. It's fifty dollars for the day. Oh wow! For, if you want to drive, so if you have, if you've never driven an event, you don't really know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You show up there, you pay fifty dollars, mm-hmm. you get as much track time as you want to, as long as your car works, whatever. Sure. There's plenty of people there that are willing to help you. So I think it's like these small events are critical for people that are trying to get into it that's really cool from a grassroots side for, from a grassroots side because mm-hmm. you, you know you show up to some of the larger events like ready set drift or something you they have different classes like abc mm-hmm. so then you you're stuck driving yeah dri- dri- driving in um <laughs> in different in the different driver groups so like if sure. you see you know you only get like an hour or so or at a time and then you get in line and if something breaks during that hour then you're out for the yeah that's and then cool. you have to wait for the next rotation to come around that's and, really or is it evergreen something like that it's it's just open dra- uh, open track day so you whenever your car is working and you want to go drive you hop in grid and mm-hmm. you just keep going as many times as you want until you have to change tires fix a part whatever that's very cool so it's my buddy Scott and I were there for about two hours, and you were spending a lot of time on the L track. Did you get over to the oval at all? Uh, no, I don't. That's not your thing. I don't particularly like the oval. Um, I've been on it a few times. It's especially in the wet. It gets a little sketchy. Okay. Um, that that there's a the barrier, the hoy around the outside will will mm. come up when you're really fast. I'm sure. Um, it's easy to get the car gets away from you on the track sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'm, 
I don't and, know if I trust my driving. Well, you're increasing to, your velocity quite a bit. Oh yeah, track, yeah. The so. the the oval is is much faster than the L track. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, after you left, somebody did hit the wall. Oh, pretty hard or pretty hard. Yeah, they, oh. it was a, a it was a brown E30 BMW. Mm -hmm. They weren't hurt. They weren't hurt. But the wall and the car were, right? <laughs> the wall was fine. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't budge. <laughs> right. It's the car all, was a little dinged up, basic though. basic physics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, no, I mean, it's... It's fun. And there are a lot of people that like it, like, try to see how far... Or how close they can get to the wall. Mm -hmm. It's kind of... You just sort of do a big sweeper around the, the one end. You manji down the straight, and then you do a big sweeper again. And that term, that manji... So, uh... What... Is that something we can share on the air? Like I don't, I saw it and mentioned it, and heard it, but I didn't know what it truly was. So um, basically, it's like a, so like when you drift around a turn, you'll you'll slide sideways around the turn. Sure. And then like down a straight, obviously there's no turn to slide around. So like a manji would be basically you like kick it one way, and then you would transition back the other way. Okay. And you just keep doing that down the straight until you get to the next turn. Fishtailing essentially in layman's terms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A manji. Okay. I I saw it on T-shirts and I saw it on stickers, windshields, and I'm like. I don't know that term. <laughs> right, right. That's the basic idea of it's just to keep, to keep the slide going okay. down the straight. That's cool. And then you make it perpetual. Right. All right, Manji. I'll, I'll add that to my repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> just won't be trying out on the way home from work today. <laughs> um, if you don't mind me asking, what do you think? You you don't think even your own, but what do you think the average uh, newer drifter puts in as far as budget each year, roughly? So that yeah, that's a hard question to answer. It varies, because, I'm sure. Um, yeah, no, it, it very much varies because it's it's really what you make it. Um, you can you can really you can drift on a budget. Okay. You, you can go out and buy a three thousand dollar car, weld the diff, mm -hmm. buy fifteen hundred dollar coilovers, throw them on, and like there you go. Okay. There, there's a drift car, and you can have just as much fun with that as you could with a fifteen or twenty thousand dollar drift setup. Okay. So it's really much a, a matter of how much are you willing to spend, how much do you want to spend on your car. You can, um, I mean, yeah, it's... Okay, that's good it's, to know. It's, you know, it's very, very friendly to people that are trying to start out. If you mm -hmm. don't have a lot of money, you don't need to spend the money to hang out with the cars It that seemed that like a it, lot of the money. point of entry was reasonable. Like, there, right. you don't have to have 50 grand in the bank to even begin to get into this kind of thing. So. Right, no, not at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can, like I said... They're like I definitely suggest like looking into which chassis are more popular. Mm -hmm. Like you'll see again, you'll see a lot of BMWs because they're very cheap. Mm -hmm. you, can be, you can buy one for anywhere from fifteen hundred bucks to three grand. And okay. Like I said, just weld the diff, throw some coilovers on it, and mm -hmm. it'll slide around. Okay. Um, if you try to get into, uh, there are other cars you can you can slide. I mean, like you saw the Corvette there, but yeah. or even the Fox body is they you can slide them. They just become a lot more expensive because mm -hmm. there's a lot more you have to do with suspension and steering and everything else to get them to a sure. point where it's easy, right? Um, or just it, it's working with you, not right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's something. Well, this is maybe a an oddball question, but have you found that now being a, a, a drifter and, a, and into this racing? that winter driving or anything like that obviously we've all done xbox and things right, like right. we know we know how to drive a video game and things but have you found your car handling a lot more confidence just in everyday driving oh absolutely mm -hmm. i mean like you know driving down 81 like 
I have to watch myself sometimes. I'll get too close to the people in front uh, of me because I'm so used to, like, on the track when you're doing tandems, you're, right. you're like, door to door. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, wait, maybe I should back it off. It might exacerbate things a bit. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I found a pretty comfortable driving driving close quarters with cars now at speed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe too comfortable. Too comfortable sometimes, yeah. Uh, you know, like cornering and stuff. Even on my motorcycle, I found that okay. I, I'm, I'm more willing to... Tuck it into the turn and uh-huh. just hold on. <laughs> well, what's your bike? What, what just? It's uh, so it's just an 05 Kawasaki Ninja 500. Okay. It's nothing. Yeah, but nothing that's, a, that's a nice bike. You can you can really handle well. Oh yeah, being light enough. And everything. Right, it's really light, so you can have some fun with it. It's not sure. the fastest thing in the world. But it doesn't have to be. That's, no, that's cool. Well, before we wrap up, I I think it'd be great to hear or for the Cars of Carla audience, which uh, we have fans from all over, but. The AJ, your friends with the burned Fox bodies, and it, it, maybe talk a little bit about those Mustangs and what they've been through and how they they kind of right. They're so, keeping them alive, if you will. So. Right. So that would be a um, Sinister Drift team. Um, it was like uh, basically they had a garage in Scranton. They had a couple cars in there, and this, the garage caught on fire. Um, there was a Fox body Mustang, a Miata, a 350Z, uh, an E36 BMW. There was, a, I think, a 7 Series BMW. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the garage burned up. Uh, most of the cars, most of their, like, all their tools were in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, amazingly, the day, after, the day of the fire, once everything cooled down, the BMW fired up the E36 and drove out. And there was actually a video that went around the Internet a little, for a little wow. while after that happened. Um, I think it was on, like, a... Uh, car throttle. So it went viral for sure. Yeah, yeah it went viral for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, like, I think the day after, the Fox body wouldn't start, but then they figured out that the distributor was getting grounded from an aftermarket tack wire that had melted. Mm-hmm. So they cut that wire, and mm-hmm. the Fox body also fired up. Wow. <laughs> and so they, uh, you know, a lot of people, like, give them a hard time, think that they did a lot of work to them. They really they really didn't. They, they pulled those cars out. They put new glass in them. Yeah. Cleaned up, you know, what you had to clean up, get the gunk out of them. Sure. But for the most part, they just drove them as they were. And you may see some of those in the photos on Instagram, but yeah. it's so cool, like on the Fox Buddy, in particular the one that AJ drives, the, of course the, the headlights are melted into this thing, and they have little <laughs> frowny faces marked yeah. on them with Sharpie. And yeah, they, they definitely, they were, they were good sports about it. They made the most of it. They yeah, didn't let get them down. That's they, really cool. They I've, just kept drifting. and It's kind of that American willpower, like right. pushing on. <laughs> right. <laughs> And it, they sort of became. I mean, it became came a hit every time they yeah. brought the cars out. And I saw them in Carlisle for the first time. Yeah, this year. yeah, like, like Carlisle was a, was a blast. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, it's kind of cool now because they really like they used to look really nice before the fire, but after the fire, they don't care so much about how they look. So they're just like, eh, we're gonna hit each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> Natural patinaed paint. Right. Yeah. So sometimes you wonder when they get both of them on the track whether. Uh, <laughs> Whether they're drifting or playing bumper cars. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> There's no paint to trade anymore. It's just no. kind of trading rust. You know? yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I really appreciate you giving us extra time. And for those uh, listening, definitely uh, check out Drifting locally here in central Pennsylvania or wherever you might be. And uh, I sincerely appreciate my new friend Joseph Hawkins' time. He uh, was such a gracious host. Let me uh, ride the L track with him a few times yesterday. In fact, uh, just remind me of something before we close. Number one fan, your mom. In <laughs> yep. fact, I took her seat time from her, <laughs> yeah. and she jumped in AJ's car, which yep, is so yep, cool. Yep. So. 
yeah, no, she, uh, we, yeah, my parents sometimes come out to the track with us, and, yeah, one time she just, I think it was either AJ or myself, she hopped in the car, and you just, she just was laughing, squeaking, screaming the whole yeah. time, just having a blast, and so ever since then, yeah, any time she gets to come out to the track, she's there, and mm-hmm. like, like you said, if, if somebody's in my passenger seat, she, she's, she's chasing, like shy. no, she's chasing down somebody else to go ride along with them. Yeah, she's like, I'm in. Yep. She was so cute, we pull up alongside, she had her helmet on, thumbs up, and she was just like a kid, she was having oh, such yeah. a great time. She loves it. Yeah, you've got super support. Well, again, thank you so much, and uh, we'll catch up. We'll see you in 2019 for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thank you. Well, Cubers, if you like today's show and like the podcast, please spread the word, share it with your friends and family and those in your car circles. We have been seeing uh, an increase in subscribers, and that is actually the goal that Holly and I have. We want to triple our the number of subscribers here with uh, within the coming months be by the end of the year much higher than we were we want this community to continue to grow and we so appreciate all that you've done to make it what it is it's been a great 2018 so scott did you have fun uh, along on the cfc ride it was a great time and a beautiful venue it was really nice just kind of down in the little bowl of, of mountain it was great and i told joseph that we are definitely planning to go back and catch as many of the events uh, as we can next year for sure well, I also want to put a shout out to our sponsor of Cars of Carlisle, uh, one of our, our great affiliates, and that is Man Engineering out of Santa Clara, California. Thank you for uh, the support they have given the show. And uh, we're at that point that uh, I'm going to have you play the, the role of Holly today. Are you ready, you ready for this? I'm ready. Drum roll? Okay. Drive well. And be well. Take, Take care. care.